1: recorded live. Good morning. Good morning. How are you?
2: I'm fine. How are you? Moving around, trying not to complain. Okay. Did you send out a text this morning?
1: Yeah, you didn't get it?
2: Uh-uh. That's Um. You got to take him to church?
1: Uh, no, he's not going.
2: Oh, whoa. You Okay. I
1: said your dad feeling okay? Uh he um No, he was throwing up a little bit this morning.
0: Oh, okay. Something
1: he
2: ate?
1: No, he's stomach is upset often. Sometimes.
2: Okay. Okay, oh, Josie. You got your music ready?
1: About to do that now. I'm ready
2: whenever you are. Okay. <clears throat> Father, all the praise and all the glory goes to you forever and ever. I thank you, Father, for this day and for allowing us to be able to enjoy it. Father, we thank you for this call, for giving us a place to come to, Father, to fellowship and to learn and to share of your word. Father, we just thank you that Brother Sam is getting up every Sunday like like you are requesting him to do to lead this call, Father, to help us to understand Your word. Father, we say a prayer for those that are less fortunate than ourselves. And, Father, we are just thankful for all that we have and all that we are going to have going forward. We thank you for the blessings that you are going to bestow upon us. Father, I pray that anyone who takes the time to call in or to listen to the call later, that they will hear something on this call that will help them, Father, in their walk with you. Father, I pray that we are continuing to be a blessing to others in small ways, as they, are, as they are warranted, Father, even if it's just acknowledging someone's presence by saying hello, opening a door, helping someone with a package. It does not cost us anything, and it takes such little time, Father. So I just pray that we are continuing to be a blessing to others. Father, we continue to say a prayer for the children that are facing so many problems on a day-to-day basis, Father. We just thank you for loving your angels. And we thank you, Father, for guiding and directing their steps, even those that that don't acknowledge you yet, Father. We pray that a seed is being sown for them that that will grow and that as they continue their walk, that someone will help to water that seed. Father, we thank you for your unconditional love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
3: So you found sure. What? I
4: Go on and clap your hands in the fuck it's already yours. That was my plea,
3: that was my plea.
4: I like give it up. Bye-bye.
3: hun we know you fear in me
2: Good morning, everyone. We started our service with opening prayer, followed by praise and worship through song. When I conclude the announcements, Brother Sam will give us the word for the week, and the service will end with Brother Sam conducting prayer requests. I would like to thank everyone for joining us this morning and ask that you put your phones on mute to eliminate any background noise from disrupting the service. Thank you. All are welcome to call into the prayer shift and ministries Bible study and morning prayer call. Bible study will be on Mondays at 7.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. The prayer call will be every morning, Tuesday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time at 724-444-7444. The call ID is 126-976, and then select one for guests. Again, that is Bible study on Mondays at 7.30 a.m. Prayer call Tuesday through Friday at 6 a.m. The number is 724-444-7444. Call ID is 126976, and then select one for guests. You can also listen in on your computer. Go to TalkShoe.com, enter the same call ID, 126976, then click on the pink square in the middle of the screen that says the call is in progress. Click to listen. Again, that is TalkShoe, T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E.com. Call, same call ID, 126976, and then click on the pink square in the middle of the screen that says the call is in progress. Click to listen. You can also listen to previous day's prayer calls. If you scroll down, they are listed by date, starting with the most current. The mastermind business call has been temporarily halted. I will let you know when it, re- when it resumes. We ask that you continue to keep watching it in your prayers. During the word and prayer Request. Please refrain from individual conversations and prayer shout-outs, even if it is for Brother Sam. Although greatly appreciated, they disrupt the service. The prayer call mentioned above is a better form as it is more informal. Thank you for your cooperation. And let us continue to pray for our young people. So many are lost and misdirected. They are under attack and need prayer like never before. Start with the ones closest to you and then extend your prayer to those who have no one to pray for them. The day is today, and the time is definitely now. This concludes this week's announcement. Brother Sam, and welcome back.
1: <laughs> happy, happy joy, joy. Good morning, everybody. <sighs> Father God, I just come before you this morning, Lord. Mm. Asking for your presence to begin to manifest. Asking for your spirit to begin to move. Mm. Ooh, Lord, yes. Come forth, Lord. Enter in Mm. and begin to stir. Begin to speak. Enter in, Father God, mm, and begin to reveal, illuminate, increase. Show us your word, Lord. For man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of your mouth, Father. See, Father God, this is a beautiful thing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I don't know... Lord, If you've ever been in a situation where you might not have any food, or even if you're fasting, on a God-chosen fast, I just say something that you decided to do yourself. But on a God-chosen fast, and you find that when you eat his word that you begin to become full, that, see, 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 that hunger that you had in your flesh, you find that his word will sustain you. Mm-hmm. It will keep you. It will energize you. Mm. You'll be able to do the same things. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. Mm. Or sometimes even more so without the physical food because you're eating the spiritual food. But see, you got to learn how to eat his word. Ooh, yes. And the only only way that you can be taught is if he teaches you. So, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to come now and begin to teach your word to your children. Come now and begin to reveal your word to your children. Come now and begin to speak your word to your children. For as your word enters in, it will give us that which we need. So we can rise up to do that which you called us to do. So we just want to glorify in that, Father, and walk in the fullness of who and what you called us to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Give me one second. I got a situation I got to deal with real quickly. Try this one more time, people. Ah, Father Guy, Yoroko says you should have comboskated a comboskated a candrosco to go sediskated a comboskated a candrasco to go Thank you, Father Guy. How you're going to kombasaka. a comboski dicked a combasaka? Yes, 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 Lord Ramboskated a candrosco to go sedicate a combosca car. Ramboskated to go sandeke, handed a go sata. Hoshkated to go sedicate, shandasco go baka. Thank you, Father God, for speaking to your people. Let us hear your voice. Let your word come forth as we move under the anointing of God, Lord. Cover us. Keep us. Move in us. Minister to us, Lord. Speak to us. Let your word begin to come forth so you can accomplish that which you desire to do, Lord. We are kept by you, Father. It's not by our strength is by your grace and your mercy. We are kept by you, Lord. Help us to come to the understanding of such so we can move in accordance with the leadership of your spirit. It is only by your grace and your mercy that we can walk, that we can move, that we can become the men and women of God that you called us to be. I'm asking right now for a special anointing I'm asking right now for a special revelation of your word, Father. I'm asking right now, Father, that you move in your own unique way, Lord, in your own unique way, so that we would know that you are God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. For those who have their Bibles, we're going to start with... John, the 10th chapter. The 10th chapter, a big John, little John, what a way to go. Okay. John, the 10th chapter, 1 through 5. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him for they know his voice and a stranger will they not follow but will flee from him for they know not the voice of strangers that's Luke I'm sorry that's John the 10th chapter verses 1 through 5 okay let's go back through that real quickly well I don't know about quickly Anyway, verily, verily, I say unto you that he that enter not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up to some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Somebody's trying to get into the sheepfold. We are representative of the sheep, but somebody is trying to get into the sheepfold, and that person is a thief and a robber representing the enemy why would he want to get up into the sheepfold because you're a prize there's something in you that he wants to take he can't come in through the door so he's got to come in through some other way because see there's somebody guarding the correct entrance mm. He said the port of opened the door when the shepherd comes in so the, so the thief and the robber know he can't come in just by announcing who he is. He has to come in through deception. He has to come in through trickery. He has to sneak attack. That's what he's doing through lies, deception. See, what is a deception? Deception is a truth mixed with a lie. He's disguising himself. He's telling you that it's one thing when it ends up being another. That's what the enemy's trying to do, and he's doing it because he's trying to get to you, at you. And we talk about a lot on the line that he comes in not, when he can't get directly to you, then he'll come and attack those around you. That's why Felicia has us praying for the six degrees of separation. We just had an episode last week. Erica's child, my child. I said, you know what? We need to, because because we're trying to be obedient, we're trying to do that which God calls us to do. So he said, okay, I can't get to them, so I'm going to come to somebody that I can grab hold of and it will affect them. But see, if we stand shut <clears throat> it on our guard, on our gate, on our fences, and we continue to speak and be obedient to do that which God called us to do, speak His word forth, stand and trust in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the saving power of that. who, shut it up, guy. the saving power of that name. He will provide. He will make provision for you. Mm mm, mm mm Thank you, Holy Spirit. So the enemy is trying to get in to attack the sheep, which is us. But he can't come through the correct door. He says, but he that enter in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. So first of all, God's coming in at you correctly. He's not coming in trying to slide, trying to sneak. No, he's coming at you correctly. He's coming in to announce who he is. and Actually, you already know he is. You know, see, whenever the presence of God comes forth, you'll know it. You'll sense it. You might not totally understand it depending on where you are as far as maturity, but you will recognize the presence of God. You know why? Because of your spirit, man. See, the presence of God is truth. God is true. The Word of God is true. Jesus is the Word of God. He's truth. So your spirit recognizes that truth, even when it cuts you, even when you don't like it. But you know it's true. That's why you, <laughs> you, you put it down. I, I, I'm laughing because uh, I was looking at some work yesterday, and um, I had my little presentation that I did in Atlanta. And so she was looking at it and she was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then she got this one part. She said, oh, here, you can have this back now. See, it was good when it was talking about them, but then I saw where it was pointing back at me. <laughs> you can have it back. See, see, that's truth. We don't always like to deal with the truth, but Jesus is the truth. He is the truth. So let Him come forth in your heart so He can minister to you and touch you. And grow you up to what he desires you to be remember he's the shepherd says to him the port of openness and the sheep hear his voice and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out Mm. your shepherd knows your name your shepherd knows who he called you to be his shepherd knows your destiny He calleth his own sheep by name. That's why you respond when he calls you. Truth is calling you, and you're responding because you hear his voice. That spirit man inside you begins to stir up, and you might not even always know what's going on, but you know, you recognize that, I need to move. I need to respond. I can't just stay the same way that I was because He knows your name and He's calling you. I, I, I like what, what, what Erica's pastor did Sunday when he passed out those white rocks. Well, actually, it was white sheets of paper, but it was. Um, he did it in semblance of the white rocks in Revelation that he was preaching about. And on each rock, he had a name your name, your new name given to you by Christ. And he had Erica pass it out. And when she passed out, man, I looked at it, I folded it up and, gave, and put it in my pocket. I said, oh, you're playing with me now. Mark's the same way. He looked at it like, oh, really, God? He knows not only your, your name given to you. He knows who he called you to be. He knows your destiny. He knows who he formed you to be. And that's who he's calling you. See, back in the days, a person's name had, had some real semblance, you know, because it represented something about them, what was going on. It was symbolic. Nowadays, names, you know, especially, you know, they get a little bit kind of crazy because they sound good or whatever, you know, but that's kind of symbolic of what's going on with our young people today too. But, But names really meant something much more back then than they do now. So Christ knows who he formed you to be, and he's calling you by your name to him the port of open that the sheep hear his voice and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out and when he puteth forth his own sheep he goeth before them now that got me right there he's not just putting them out he's going before them that means he's leading them he's going before them he's walking down the path that he wants them to go. Didn't I just say Jesus knows your destiny? He's walking the path of your destiny. So that means whatever is before you get there, but before him, he sees it before you get there. So now we 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 get upset when we start going through trials and tribulations and things don't work out or how could God let this happen, or I don't understand this. Well, there's a purpose to it. Jesus knew what was going to happen because he's going before his sheep. He's going, and see, this is the thing about it, because see, this is what's so great. Your path is different from my path. Sometimes we might walk alongside, but ultimately your destiny is different from my destiny. Our destinies might intertwine to a certain degree. But we're still individual, because, see, when we come before him, we each going to have to, on our own path, I testify, I, what's the word I'm looking for, Father? I'll be judged on what we did or didn't do because of our works, because of who, what he called us to be and where we ended up at, individually, before the Father. So he knows what's going on before each and every one of our paths. He knows what he's calling us to do. So when we experience the trials and tribulations, he let it in for a purpose. He let it in for a purpose. Now what we need to do is go before him so he can begin to teach us, mentor us, grow us up, grow us up out of ourselves. He tells you in his word, ain't no flesh going glory in his presence. So often, so many times, we're blocking our own blessings. So often, so many times, we're in our own way. But, see, we don't see that. We don't understand that because we have not been going through the fire yet to the degree that he wants us to go through it. I talk about, you know, lights. You know, we see all these CSI crime shows and all these things. You know, you'll clean the room and it looks good, but now come, go put that, that that blue light where they see all the germs and stuff. See, another level of light shows you a whole lot more things beneath the surface. You thought it was clean. You bleach it, but now you put this black light, you see all the blood stains and all this other stuff that you didn't see in the normal light. See, that's what happens when I'm talking about God is cleaning us up. The closer we go to him, the more we grow. We begin to see more because see, we're, got, we're coming closer to the glory of God. And it's beginning to reveal more of us. And the more of us we see, we go, oh, Jesus, really? But see, that happens through the trials and the tribulations, through the, the situations and circumstances of life that we go through. And it begins to reveal the ugliness of the flesh. That's why Paul said, Oh, yeah, that's why Paul What I want to do, I don't do. And what I do, I don't want to do. Because he saw the closer he got to God, the more he saw the ugliness of the flesh nature. Mm. The nature of the flesh. And he was like, what a wretched man I am. Because as we draw closer to God, we begin to see the filthiness that's in our own lives. But see, the further away... We thought we were good. We were self-righteous. I got it all together. Really? Mm -mm -mm. We're walking in pride, and we're not even recognizing or realizing how much of us is in it, and God has to get us out of ourselves, but he has to do it from my willingly allowing him to do that. He's not going to violate your will. He's not going to say, he's not going to override your will in this dispensation. So you have to be willingly saying, yes, I want you to come in and cleanse me. Yes, I want you to come in and work in my life. To do those things that you recognize need to be done, Father, even though I might cry, scream, or get upset. Mm. But, God, because you're telling me it is so, because I know your voice, and I know that you've gone before me again. So, Father, you're saying this is a necessary process to purge and to cleanse me, Lord. I'm going to let it be. Mm, mm, mm. Jesus Christ, I think I'm speaking to myself right now. Oh, Lord. Come on, now, I, I need to talk to you about that for a minute. You know, because, see, how often have you gone through something? And you didn't like it, but after you went to the other side, or sometimes even halfway through, you recognize how it has benefited you. See, if you had an opportunity, you would have went around another way. You'd have done it differently, but because, see, God, what he say? he goes before you, that means he's putting you on the path. He recognizes what going to do for you in your life, so he puts you there. And when you go through, now you're struggling, you're crying, you're upset, but you're pressing your way through. And then further along, after you've gotten so far, you recognize how your character has changed. You recognize how you're a different person. You recognize how before when you would have been just push somebody off, now you're a little bit more sensitive. You're more calmer. You're more in a place of peace because, see, that's the word of God that's working inside of you, causing a shifting and a changing to occur in your life. Now the same people that I used to get on your nerves, you now look at them go, okay. The same situations before where you've been ranting and screaming and running around, you go, peace be still. Come on now. Whereas before the enemy would have been pulling your up and everything and everybody that came to get you all upset and riled up, you look at them you say, yeah, I got you. I hear you. I see what you did. Because, see, that's what happens when the word of God is working in your life. You begin to transform. You begin to become a different man or woman. And see, that's what God is doing through your situations, your circumstances, your hurt, your pain. Those moments of agony as you're applying the word and you begin to transform. You begin to become more Christ-like. Your character begins to shift and to change. And it's not really because you're trying to do it. You're just more or less trying to keep your job. keep from running over that person that just walked in front of you. (laughs) Recognizing if I say what I want to say, I might not have some money to pay my bills or I might get kicked out or any, you know, all of these. So those are the things, I got to break it down to the reality because, see, nine times out of ten we're not going to, see, we say we're going to do it because God says for us to do it. Most of the time it's because something has happened in life that forces us to be still when we want to do something else. We, We have grown up enough to understand that, you know, what, if I keep on this path, it, it, I, I'm going to fail. If I keep doing what I'm doing, it ain't going to be too good. See, I did it before, and the repercussions was, wasn't so well, and I recognize I might end up in jail for the third time, and this time, they're going to lock me up and throw away the key. Yeah. That's when you get forced to shut up. You might, you might be shaking. You might be mad as hell. But you know, I can't go to jail. I can't go this big my third time, big Bubba in there waiting on me Ah, ah, ah. see see, see, I gotta make this real people because i I want you to understand that nine times out of ten we don't do it just because God told us to. We don't. we gotta grow up to that point that he can trust us so he allows life to happen. But recognize again that he's going before you. He knows what's on your path because he goes before you. And when he put forth his own sheep, he go up before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Mm, that's what got me. The sheep know his voice. That's my shepherd. That's the one who's providing for me. That's the one who knows my name, who he, who he called me to be, who put me on this path. That's, that's my guy. That's the one who's looking out. I know him. I know his voice. <clears throat> it's so funny when I got back in town and I'm, you know, back in town, and I'm trying to put stuff up, this and other. The cat popped up on the stairs, and I'm down at the basement stairs because I'm going back and forth through the basement. I looked at the cat, and she just, she heard me all the noise I'm doing, you know, and she's just looking at the door. And when I opened my mouth to say something, it's like a whole body just jerked around, and she looked at me, and she ran down there where I was at. She knew my voice. She hadn't seen me there. She heard the noise, but I had not yet spoken. Mm. Ooh, Jesus. And when I spoke, she knew my voice. Come on now. What about when God speaks to you? Do you know his voice? Come on now. This is what I want you to really grasp. When God is speaking to you, do you recognize the voice of the master? hmm I just need you to meditate on that right now. Because, see, let's be real, a lot of God's sheep, his children, we struggle with that. Is this something, is this God? We struggle with knowing his voice. See, I got to be real with you. Because I need you to grasp hold of what I'm getting trying to get you to see. See, it's in his word that he said his sheep know his voice, but why do we struggle with it so much? <clears throat> <clears throat> and when he put forth his own sheep, he go up before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. So they know the voice of God, but they know not the voice of strangers. But that's an area... What we, his children, struggle with. Oh, maybe I'm just talking to myself then. Because maybe, you know, I know y'all got it down, Pat. Y'all, y'all got it down, Pat. Because, you know, if y'all really did, then y'all wouldn't ask me to pray for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't need to pray for you. You pray for yourself. Oh, did I just say something right there? I mean, in reality, it's the same God. In, in reality, he can he can only he's going to do what he desires to do. So, what's the difference between me praying for you and you praying for yourself? Cuz if you really know God's voice for yourself, you don't need I don't he don't need an intermediary anymore. That happened on the cross. So, do you really know his voice? Why are you struggling with it? Do you think you know his voice? Or you still got a question mark? (laughs) You know, I was was thinking about this when I was, you know, kind of getting this together this morning. And I was thinking about a child. Because a friend of mine, he's got a Hispanic wife. And... When a child grows up, do you think that they they teach them Spanish or Germany or English? No, the child learns from the environment that it grows up in. If the child is hearing German all the time, then as the child grows... And the parents teach that instructing them in the German language as they apply that which they hear, they begin to learn German. So to them, they're just speaking that which they're familiar with, that which they know. Only to, they get a later on, they begin to understand that there are different people and races and cultures, and there are different languages. Then they begin to recognize, oh, I'm speaking German, where there's Italian, where there's Chinese, where there's Indian, where there's Mandarin. And even in the cultures, they have different dialects and accents. So even in the language themselves, there are differences, but they still recognize that voice because they have spent time with the parents that's how you know God's voice, by beginning to spend time with him. See, recognize this. God wants you to know his voice. God doesn't want you to be caught up in deception when the thief is coming in through some other door to steal, kill, and destroy your life and your destiny. That is not God's plan and purpose for your life. He doesn't want you to be led astray and and missing it when he's standing there saying, child, come to me. This is the path that I want you to walk on. That is not God's will and plan and purpose for your life, but so often we get led off the path by our own desires. Come on now. We get led astray because of that which we want to do. And the shepherd is standing on the path that he is prepared, watching you begin to go wayward, watching you get off the track. Come on, shut up go sit there. And he's watching with his loving arms and gaze. And then when someone stands the gap for you, I'm talking legally now. I said that purposely because intercession plays a purpose because you do have the prince of the power of the air who rules and regulates this earth, but God governs his affairs as well. So it's important that we intercede on behalf of each and every one of us that gives God the legal right to go and rescue that one who went wayward. Thank God somebody was praying for me. When I was cutting the buck, thank God somebody was praying for me when I didn't even know that's what they were doing. Thank God hid me in Himself till He grew me up and grown grew me to a point and a position that I began to oh yeah that is you God maybe I might need to just slow maybe no okay. So the Shepherd brought me back upon the path that He desired me to be on, and I got off of my waywardness and my hope. No, I'm just better at it, people. I'm just better at it. Lord knows I still got some growing to do. So because I spend time with the Father, I begin to recognize his voice for myself. That's what each and every one of us need to do. Spend time with the Father. You will begin to recognize his voice for yourself. You don't really need me to pray for you, to be honest. I'm being very real. That was done with on the cross. But you got to learn and apply. That's the only difference it is. Because, see, I've been forced to apply and to move and to exercise his word, his will, and his way over my life, and my situations, and circumstances. So now I just recognize I hear his voice and know it a little better than I was. Am I there? Nope. Nope. But knowing his voice, you begin to know that as you begin to spend time with him, reading his word. Being obedient to the things the Holy Spirit wants you to be obedient to. It's very, very important that you begin to recognize his voice. So then you will begin to discern his voice from the enemy's voice because the enemy speaking to you as well. The enemy's trying to get you to get back into your waywardness. The enemy's trying to get you upon another path. The enemy's trying to trying to say, you know what, come on now, we still got some more fun to have. We still got some things that we can be doing. Come on now, you don't, what, what You ain't going to die. Ain't that what the snake told Eve? God, you ain't going to die. He He did not call God a liar. He just told Eve, you ain't going to die. He did not say the word of God was untrue. He just said, Eve, you ain't going to die. He, he, he just lied. He didn't say the word of God was untrue. He didn't say God was lying. He just said, you know, you ain't going to die. And it appealed to her flesh nature. It appealed to her soul nature. But if she had exercised the authority, that God-given authority, let me, let, me, let me say this correctly. If Adam hadn't exercised his God-given authority in his spirit, man, that God had given him, he could have told the snake to shut up and get away, and it would have ran away. But Adam chose to eat because he had a desire. It appealed to him. It appealed to his soul, to his flesh. So he ate. And it says, immediately their eyes will open. Knowing God's voice is so extremely important. You need to recognize it, and that's where discernment comes in. Well, the Holy Spirit will begin to teach and mentor you so that you can begin to recognize the different voices that are speaking to you. Now, what do I mean the different voices that are speaking to you? We already said the enemy, and then I said your soul nature. And now I'm going to say your flesh nature. Then you got the Spirit of God. Your flesh speaks to you. Your soul, you have your own whims and desires, which is still, according to the Word of God, that's not your spirit, and that's not of your spirit. So God still deems it as flesh, and you got the enemy speaking to you. So now, when you begin to truly know God's voice for yourself, you begin to recognize when he speaks to you. It was so funny this morning as I'm getting ready, getting everything organized. Okay, God, I, I need to do such, such, and such. All right. Well, Lord, okay. I'm um, this person, such, and such. And I said, well, I got to go pick up this thing. Call him at 8. I said, I'm going to call my guy at 830. Call him at 830. Hey, D, I need to come get that ride. Oh, I'm at the shop. I said, you at the shop. Yeah. I said, all right, come on up there now. I didn't know that he was going to be at the shop. I just knew God told me to call him at 830. And he was in the perfect position to where he needed to be so that I could go get what I needed to get. And it it just flowed together. I heard God's voice. God didn't give me all the details. Son, I want you to call 830 because he just said, call at 830. And I looked up and said, let me call him now. See that's what happens when you know God's voice, and and see getting out of your head, trying to figure out all the wins, where's, and why. See that's what we do. That's how another thing we talk ourselves out of what God's calling us to do. Well, why why do I need to? Well, why do I need to be eight thirty instead of eight forty five? Well, what else is going on? Well, Lord, I got some. See, 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 see. That's that's what we do. See, that's that that's that soul begin to talking to us when we're starting to question what God has said. God didn't tell you all of that. You didn't need to know. You just need to be obedient. Knowing his voice Be obedient Hearing it Just be obedient Getting up out of yourself Quit trying to understand We God, You don't know He's God What did your parents tell you When you was growing up why i why God? Because I said so Alright All of us Have heard those words say, back, not, back in the day We heard those words Now A whole other thing Because I said so And, and that was just Because you knew If you said anything After that You was going to get popped Mm, all right, because you knew if you pressed it, you'd have pressed it as far as you could get. Why? But I don't want to. Why? Like, I don't want to. Because I said so. That was, that was it. That was it. And you just fell in line and being obedient to what your parent told you to do. That's all God's trying to get us to do. Just obedient. Become obedient when He speaks to us. We know His voice. We recognize His voice. Then begin to trust His voice. that's the part (laughs) trust in his voice. I see again. We will do it when it's convenient, when it's good, when we understand it. But when we start when we start looking at something it don't make any sense to us. Well, God, I I don't know. That don't look too good, Lord. Well, did you know his voice? Yeah, that's God speaking. Because, see, he's grown me up enough now that i yeah, that's God speaking to me. That's his voice. Well, I need you to go forth and do this now. Well, I had something else I wanted to do at this time. He ain't even going to say nothing nine times. God, normally, God don't argue with you. I said normally, again, because he's not going to violate your will. Now, there might be times you might have discussions back and forth. Normally, he don't argue with you. You know, again, understand this is process and that he's growing you up in this. So he's telling you something, and there's a purpose. It's for your good and his glory. So as you begin to get into self and analyze and figuring out, you're not really trusting his voice. You're not really trusting the path because, see, nine times out of ten, because, see, this is what's very important about knowing his voice. He begins to give you specific directions, specific things for your own specific destiny and path. Remember he said he goes before you? So now you need the specific things that apply to your walk. So now because you understanding and recognizing his voice, he can begin to impart unto you the things that you need in order to achieve that which you need to do. But when you pull back and start to question, analyze, or fear, doubt, and unbelief, you're allowing fear, doubt, and unbelief to access your life because now you're, called, you're walking in you. You're walking in your soul. You're not walking in your spirit. Because, see, I'm going to tell you something else about trusting this voice. Because, see, as you mature and grow in this thing, mm, that's when it gets really kind of interesting. Because God's going to begin to show you and tell you to do some things that you outright ain't going to want to do. I've got to be real with you. And he's going to grow you up, and he's going to say, okay, I need you to go do this. You want me to do what? That person, get on. Jesus, really, do you? Yeah, come on now. See, that's the part that we don't want to deal with as men and women of God when we get to a point that it begins to become uncomfortable. God, we know it's God's voice, but he's telling God, you know I don't want to do that. God, you know that's not where I want to go. God, don't you know I'm better than that? Ooh, ain't that pride rising up? See, again, that's how he begins to show us our shortcomings. I can't do that. I, I, I went to school for all this time. Now you want me to go scrub a toilet? Lord, I got three degrees. Don't your children need to be fed? You got a job anywhere else? Mm. See, see that situation right there begins to show the pride that you're walking in. See, see, see again. See, we know we want to hear his voice when it sounds good and it feels good, but when we got to do something that is contrary to who we are or who we think we are, then we don't want to do it. And then we'll, nah, that ain't God talking to me, because God wouldn't have me scrubbing no toilet. Fool, you needed a job to pay for your bills so you can eat. And here comes the opportunity, but you're walking in and you, and now you're sitting down waiting for the God-given opportunity that he has prepared you for. Come on now, let me, let me, let me take this home a little bit. Okay, because I want to be a little bit more specific. So, God, you had me to go to school to get three degrees, and the first job I get is a job of scrubbing a toilet in somebody's building. We would have a problem with that we will walk around trying to find another job because we can't do that. I'm not a toilet scrubber. That situation in and of itself shows you your pride that's rising up in your life, and that's what God needs you to deal with. See, again, the path that you're put upon, see, 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 so God has you dealing with you through your situations and circumstances that you don't even recognize, but, see, he's your shepherd, he knows who he who you are, who he called you to be, who your name is, who he formed you to be. And he knows what's necessary and needful to get you out of yourself so that you can be led by the spirit of God to accomplish that which God wants to do, wants you to do. But you refuse to scrub that toilet because you got three degrees. So he says, okay. So you stay hungry. So after a while, you go find another job instead of scrubbing the toilet. Now you got to dig dishes with a plumber. That's what I got to go do today. Go plan some sewer lines. Really, God, see this time you learned a little bit more. You you was able to swallow your pride a little bit. You got a little bit more hungry, and you recognize that I got to do something. See the ultimate lesson is there. Out of that scenario, he taught you two things. One, you prideful, so you began to swallow your pride. And two, you got a little bit more hungry, and you recognized maybe that was God speaking to me, and I just didn't want to do it. See, that's how God begins to train you. That's how you begin to deny self. That's how God begins to grow you up out of yourself. It's processes, people. Knowing his voice, trusting his voice, walking in the corners to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. as God. See, God says, look, I know what I want you to do, but I'm not going to allow you to do it until I grow you out of yourself. Then I can trust you. Mm. Did you catch that? God says he knows what he has for you to do, who he formed you to do, what he formed you to do. But he has to get you to a point that he can trust you. So you won't be consumed by the success, and then you begin to put him beneath that which you achieved. Ooh, come on now, Jesus Christ and Nazareth, come on! I hope y'all getting this is some meat today. This is some meat today. See, see, then you begin to become all puffed up and vain, about who you are, and you're walking in self righteousness. Because you refuse to scrub a toilet where you could have run, learned about humility, mm. oh Jesus, oh shut it up go dot see we, see see we don 't see it like that, you know why, Because we see our flesh our, 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 and our soul rising up because of who what and, and we 're better than that, and that 's why we stay stuck. Knowing his voice, trusting his voice, walking to the areas and arenas that's uncomfortable, but because we know we need to be obedient to what God called us to do. We begin to rely more and more upon the leadership of the Holy Spirit. See, when you get to that point in your walk, mm, 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 ooh, Jesus, ooh, Lord, mm, yep, I got to go there. When you get to that point in your walk, that you recognize and trust his voice. See, you would never trust his voice until you walk it out in experience. Mmm. Because it'll be only through the experience of walking it out that you really become comfortable in uncomfortable places and allow God to fully do that which he's designed to do in your life. So when you begin to do the things when you don't want to do, but you do them anyway because you're obedient, that's when God says, I can trust you and now I'm going to bless you. Now I'm going to bless you. Because you're not going to get caught up in the foolishness. Now I'm gonna bless you, but I had to. I had to really get you out of yourself, cause you would have killed yourself. I had a conversation with myself this morning. I've been doing that a lot. I do that anyway. But since I've been back, I'm like, really, God. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Looking at my situations, going, really, God. I want to get up out of this crowd. I'm tired of this. You know, and in, and in reality, like I, 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 me and friend had a conversation in reality. I can't easily walk out of it if I wanted to. It just, it just ain't that simple. <laughs> I was talking to a friend yesterday because he kind of the same thing. "I, I, I want to walk away, but hell, I can't even walk away. It's just that complex of a situation a circumstance. So I'm sitting up there thinking about walking away from the scenarios of stuff that is going on, which I really can't do. And it's like, okay, so let me see if I got this right. Now you want to walk away after you really have gone through all of this stuff where you really do know his voice for yourself now. He has shown and proven himself to be true, to cover and to keep you in spite of all the hell that you've been through. And I'm not going to go through all of it. A lot of you all know some of my personal struggle. So now that, yeah, this is big, and you really don't know how it's going to happen. But let me ask you something. Did you know how you were going to get to this point where you're at now? No, I didn't. Did you see how it was going to transpire to get you here? No, I didn't. Did you understand all the steps that you was taking when you was taking them? No, I didn't. So why are you going to stop now? Because if you stop, it won't be my fault. This is God talking to me. If you stop, it won't be because my word wasn't true. It, if you stop, it, because you desire to do such. I was like, See, God talks to me like that too, people. I, I couldn't do nothing. Going. I can't. I can't even give the excuse that I'm tired, cause Lord, I know He gives me strength to accomplish what He wants me. I, so I just sat there in my bed. And,
3: ah, Oh, <sighs> okay.
1: See, I, I mean, I had to go there. I mean, because I have the same experiences that you do, people. I don't want you to think, that. oh, yeah, oh, yes. I, no, you're going to go through hell. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're not going to like it, but his word is true. But you must be willing to walk it out. You must be willing to apply it, and you must be willing to let God be God. He know He knows who he formed you to be. He knows your name. He knows your destiny. He has gone before the path before you. So trust the path that he has placed you on and walk it out. Take the time to get into his word, to learn and to meditate and let him lead and guide and direct you. Begin to discern his voice from amongst the other voices. And after you begin to truly know his voice through experience, through experience, that means you are taking and walking it out step by step. Because, see, when you first start, you're going to be shaky. You're going to be shaky. You're not going to like it. But God is God. If his word says that Jesus was a man who was acquainted with grief, why the hell you think your life supposed to be so simple? Why do you think you're supposed to be laying on a bed of roses? And why are you living in fantasy land saying all is good when you know you're lying on a bed of thorns? Because you've gotten comfortable with your own mess, and you choose to stay there rather than rising up and doing something about it. You're waiting on God to step in to say, supernaturally, bam, like winning the lottery. My father had me pay $32 for yes, I'm like, because I want something immediate. God says, no, but my word is true. Come on now, hush it up. My word is true, but you got to be willing to walk it out. It's a step-by-step process, word by word, line by line, precept by precept, and his word will prove itself to be true in your own life. You don't need me to come forth and, and, and grab and pray for you. How about you begin to get into the word yourself? You begin to hear for God yourself and say, yes, Lord, I'm going to try you out for myself. That's what he's doing in your life. That's how he's growing you up when you begin to obey the master and trust his voice and walk this thing out. Mm. That's what your God is doing in your life. So take the time to begin to know his voice. Spend some time with him. Trust and believe, people. Trust and believe. If you will truly submit and humble yourself and just come before him, I'm not trying to say you got to speak in tongue and all that other stuff. He's going to grow you up to it because there's going to be a level where you're going to have to get there. When you start getting into the deeper things, you can't because your flesh is limited. I'm just telling you real. I'm just telling you the real. Your flesh is limited. So at some point in time to get into the deeper things, you're going to have to make that step but it's still going to always come through submission submitting and saying Lord I want and need to know you on a more intimate basis now let me let me let me explain this to his cheering how that how that worked, and I'm I'm being real because I can talk about me I didn't say Lord I need and want to know you on an intimate basis I started crying. Lord, help me fix this building. Lord, I got, I got, I got the police on my behind. Lord, my parents are sick. Lord, the courts is on me. Lord, you're the only way that I know that can possibly pull me out of these situations and circumstances. See, I didn't really recognize. That's what I was truly saying. In other words, let me give you translation. I was truly saying, Lord, I need to be more intimate and closer to you. That's what I was saying. I didn't know what I was saying. See, in English, Sam Foley was crying for help. In English, Sam Fowley said, hey, you are the only one that I can know to help me, and you have proven yourself in the past, so I'm trusting you with the future. But now, in my spirit, man, he's like, I'm going to draw closer to God, and God is going to begin to groom me for something I had no freaking idea that I'd be doing. You think I thought I'd be on this phone hollering on a Sunday morning? <laughs> no, that was not my plan or my purpose. But God knew myself, and the path he had laid in front of me to walk, so i just become more comfortable in walking out that path. But I just want you to understand, nine times out of ten, you don't truthfully say, I want to draw closer Nine times out of ten is some life situation or circumstance that has happened that's going to draw you closer to the master. Even if it's some big bully man standing up on top of you with a, a, a pipe in his hand talking about, I'm going to whoop your butt, and you're like, Jesus, help me. <laughs> See, I just got to make it real to you people. I, I, I just need you to just really understand this because it's real, because of our flesh. I, so we, we don't really desire the things of the spirit, and it's in the word of God. The flesh and the spirit wars against each other. But when things begin to line up in the God-ordained way, where your spirit is leading, your soul is leading, your body, then things will begin to transpire. Your life will begin to transform. You'll begin to even see things differently. That's why I say, oh, yeah, I can appreciate what God does. And I say it like that sometimes, yeah, no, 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 no. I, got, I got to get a Pam. I got to get a Pam. You know, we, we pray for Pam, and she goes, mm-hmm. Amen mm mm-hmm. See Amen. See, that, 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 that's that Pam, amen. mm mm-hmm. amen. See, that, see, that's her flesh nature saying, I don't like that. But her spirit is saying, but now I'm at the point that I'm recognizing that it's necessary and needful. So even when I'm willingly or unwillingly, but I'm going to be obedient instead. See, she's grown to that point. So, And that's how we are. Her amen was the same as me gripping on my bed like, really, Lord, I want to get the hell out of this situation. It's the same. Everybody has their own cross to bear. Everybody's situations and circumstances are different, but the principles are nine times out of ten the same. He's before our path. He's grooming and growing us up to whom he called us to be. The master is not going to put you in harm's way. Though at times it might seem or feel like it, but there's purpose to it. Remember, he's before your path. He knows who you really are. I talked about that before. A lot of times until you go through a situation or circumstance, you don't really know what you're made of. You don't really know what's inside of you. I remember back in the day when I used to take martial arts. And I we I studied, like, 20 hours we was on this test, and, and we had this ring, and, and and it was like, you can't go beyond this, and I got pushed to the back. I had no place else to go. I've been up for 20 hours. I'm trying to finish this test. We done, to the second, second school because they kicked us out of the first, and I was in the, whatever position I was, I couldn't go back any further. I've been – training for 20 hours my body's worn out my mind and I'm just trying to get done and I and this dude kept coming up on me kept on all of a sudden out of nowhere I just jumped up and did a a roundhouse kick upside his head he shut the whole class down after that Now I wish I could move like that again (laughs) I struggle to jog now but because I was pushed so far beyond but there was something deep down inside of me Ooh, lord There was something deep down inside of me that said, I want to win. I want this over. I will fight. I will press. I will do what's necessary to keep pressing. And it rose up. And where I was tired, fatigued, it said yes. And it brought forth a victory. And that's the same thing that God wants you to do in your situations and circumstances, that you do not let them dictate to you what's going to happen. See, but you've got to go through it and get to the point that you will not be overcome, but you will be an overcomer. You will not be a victim, but you will be victorious. But it will be built upon the word of God. That's what he's trying to grow you up in your life. That's what he's trying to get you to see in your life situations and circumstances.
0: Mm, mm, mm.
1: That's the path that he's placed you on, that he's walking before you. So trust the path. Get to know the Father's voice for yourself. Trust it. Walk it out in obedience. Don't be deceived by the enemy when he's coming in some other way to trip you, to trick you, to rob, steal, and kill, and destroy. Don't get caught up in your own desires your own understanding, your own thoughts. But trust the master. Apply through experience his word, his will, and his way for your own life, and you will soon rise up to become that which he called you to be. And that is our lesson for today. But it there, questions, comments, criticism, complaints. I'll take one and a half complaints today. What the heck is a half a complaint? That's it right there. Okay, no more. So all i got is one left.
2: <laughs> you Well, right now it's just you and I on the call, so. Mm-hmm, okay, well. I guess that'll
1: work then. Well, you got any questions, comments, criticism, complaints?
2: It, it, it was it was a timely word. Do you, do you, you know? Do you know his voice? Interesting. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We can cut through all the all the other stuff and you know, you can you know <laughs> gotcha. you can pray for me.
1: No problem. No, you know you already know. Okay, I'll get off the phone early. <laughs> okay. You already know. Okay, Father God, let me pray for Pam's fam. go 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 continue to minister to her family, Lord. Continue to move them along the path that you provided, that the word of God rise up inside of them so that it can truly be used by you, Lord. Keep them flowing in the fullness of your spirit as you reveal to them that you are their God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let me pray for Pamela. Rando go sechi, rando go sechi, rando go go rando go rando go Thank you, Father God. Continue to speak and work in your child. Continue to give her the strength to persevere. Let the Word rise up inside of the Lord so she can be used by you and flow in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All
2: righty. Let me and get off of you. Okie dokie, day to lift up Sam, again thanking you, Father, for his obedience of getting up this morning and leading his call as you called him to do. Father, we thank you for, for waking him this morning, for giving him another day to work towards the plan that you have for him. Father, we thank you for blessing his household and his family. We see that the enemy is is trying to Come at him through his family, and we just thank you, Father, for binding those efforts so that the the attacks are minimal and not major. Father, we thank you for guiding his steps, for strengthening his hedge of protection, and the armor that he wears. We thank you, Father, for providing for his family and for protecting them, Father. Father, we thank you for your unconditional love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All
1: righty, dear. I'm trying to get my butt up out of this house. All right. I'll let you later. Okay. Bye-bye.